Hey, this is Mike Heath. I'm the co-host of WCN TV live stream. And we come to you every week live on the internet, which is becoming the only place in the world where Christians can safely tell the truth, it seems. I mean, we can't even go outside now and and get within six feet of people to give them a hug and let them know we care about them and love them. We, we can't smile at them because we have to wear that mask. And my goodness, the whole world has gone hateful, just, just hate, scared, full of fear, believing lies that come from politics that, that are supposedly based on science, but are actually built on how fascinated we are with technology. You know, I think we're buying a lot of these lies because look at this, uh, look at this show, Rob Pugh, who just joined us. He's, he's the host of the show. Rob, are you, are you in here yet? Can you, can you talk? You just, you were just able to join. If you, okay, I guess he's probably still uh, working on his audio, but my point is that we've, uh, we become so accustomed to trusting, uh, technology, the screen, because since the television set, of course, the, t the television became the source in the evening uh, for our news, for our perspective, six o'clock hour, six to seven o'clock hour, the six to six thirty hour was the local news. And then the six thirty to seven hours, the national news. And that's when us Americans became accustomed to sitting down and having Walter Cronkite and then Dan Rather uh, fill our heads full of the facts that all the facts that matter, the truth regarding our world. And so we got accustomed to trusting what was fed to us through uh, a television screen. Then along came the internet. And of course, the internet put the ability of oligarchs to feed us information that just put it on steroids. And, and now, of course, they've got those smartphones so they can really they can know our location. They can know what we bought yesterday. They can know what we ate for supper. They can know where we went yesterday and in the last two minutes. And they can, you know, so they can fine tune and craft their messaging to each and every one of us. And, and we all now know, based on the censorship that uh, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube are using, uh, we all know that they're not to be trusted. So we're wondering, well, just what information are they uh, crawling with their algorithms and are they using to manipulate what we see in our Facebook feed, et cetera, et cetera. And we're all wondering about these things. We're wondering about these things, but at the same time, we're trusting the technology. We're trusting the scientists. And I would argue that we're, we're over trusting uh, these sources of perspective and information and so-called truth. We're over trusting them. And so here we are all diapered up, face diapered up, six foot distancing. Um, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy what's happening. Rob, did, were you able to get in? No, I guess he's, I guess he's, uh, oh, he's back again. I apologize for the technological difficulties, folks. Again, I'm, I'm Mike Heath. I'm actually up in Maine and I was going to make a point about uh, the green screen. Rob wanted, oh, look at that. My fingers disappear. I don't, I, 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 I don't have a green screen. I have this crazy new, new bit of technology that's baked into Google meet. And I turned on this, I went and grabbed this picture. That's that looks like it's behind me of Mount Katahdin in Maine with a moose in the lake. And uh, I get this smudging around my hair and around my hands, but I apologize, uh, Rob, it's not the quality of a green screen, but Hey, it's not, <coughs> It's not my ceiling fan, okay? It's not my ceiling fan. Which you is look ugly. good, Mike. You look good. It's, it's, it's uglier, uglier than the moose in the lake. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Can anybody in the world see me? Uh, all right. We're getting our tech, technologists involved. From All right. How do we refresh the camera? Got it? All right. See, All right. I haven't had enough problems this week yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you told me. Not only has that. my software on my newspaper publishing um, system 
updated, which means it no longer works. So I can't output to the printing press, um, which I've been dealing with for probably eight hours over the last two days. Um, today, my my uh, business debit card was compromised uh, about probably about, I don't know, noon. And uh, apparently someone in Texas needed gas and somebody in California needed an appraiser. So I had to freeze everything there. And, um, and then I went to get on the show and my camera isn't working. So I'm using the old backup camera and I just uh, trying to catch up here. But anyway, it's me. It's Rob. I'm back. Hey, you look great. And, you know, welcome back. You, you, this is the first time in uh, 2021 that we've had the honor of having you on your own show. <laughs> well, and I appreciate you, Mike, being here for all this time. Um, I, it's, it's been a, a whirlwind for us since uh, about the beginning of December. So um, this show would not have continued if not for Mike. So thank you. Well, it was my honor to to do it. I think we I think we managed to put some halfway decent content into the can, so to speak. Yes, and, you did, and yes, inspire did. inspire some folks. And so Valentine's Day is coming up, and you emailed me this morning and gave me a little briefing on your uh, on the evidence that you are uh, flying the good ship Wisconsin Christian News, the good the good fighter Wisconsin Christian News, right over the devil's uh, lair because he sure is mad at you. Oh, he's, he's always mad at me, you know, I'm just so tired of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, give me a break. Come on, man. So, Come on, man. Come on. Any, man. Anyway, we want to take a break from the doom and gloom today a little bit. And, um, and all the news of all the injustice and, and all the, all the craziness out there. And we want to get a little personal. Um, I, I uh, emailed Mike late last night as I was trying to fall asleep with an idea that I thought maybe we could do today. And I hope to be able to share some very important information, especially for men. So I hope you guys will listen up. But yes, we have a special holiday coming up this weekend, Valentine's Day. Now, I understand a lot of you probably uh, just, you know, think, well, that's a, that's a pagan holiday. That's a Roman holiday. Um, some think it's nothing more than just a made up thing from Hallmark. Um, actually the first Valentine's messages or cards were, uh, came out in the 1500s and started being circulated by the 1700s. They were commercially printed and they hit the U S in the 1800s. That's when they became popular here. But, um, Valentine's Day has always been a celebration of love, marriage, and fertility. And yes, I know it's become extremely commercialized in our modern culture, just like every other major holiday. You know, which one hasn't? Many think it's completely just plain stupid altogether, and they just ignore it. But I really don't care about the origins of Valentine's Day, or if you choose to celebrate it or not, um, because today I want to talk to you about love. The love between a husband and wife, God's plan for marriage, one man and one woman united in holy matrimony for life. You know, God knows what he's doing. He didn't create Adam and then bring to him a hundred different women um, for him to casually, uh, callously play around with and, and pick his favorite of the day. He gave him Eve, his perfect mate, created just for him. So to me, Valentine's Day is special, and it always will be, because that's the day God introduced me to my wife, Lisa. That's the day we met, Valentine's Day, 31 years ago. Um, Jared, I, I sent you some pictures. If you want to put up our first one, you can show us. That's what I, I used to have hair, guys. I used to have hair. <laughs> Oh, look at that. Put wow. up put up number two. And look at those jeans. I wish I could still get a pair of those. There's number two. Yeah. 
So anyway, I guess you could say we had an arranged marriage because it was arranged by God himself. I believe he created me just for her and her just for me. And in his timing, he brought us together. This is way different than the hookups that we see so much in our culture today. You know, it was noted in the 1990s sitcom Friends. I don't know if you remember that show. Um, those friends had more than 100 sexual partners between them during the time the program aired. And today, love is equated with little more than sex, and we have so perverted it. Now, our Supreme Court has ruled that men can have sex with men and women can have sex with women. And they tell us love is love and love wins and marriage can be anything you contort it to be. We even have 76 different genders now. So is it any wonder that in America today we have the lowest rate of marriages but the highest number of couples cohabitating together and the lowest birth rates among married couples that we've ever seen in our history? So how's that working for us? So, Mike, you want to hear our story? Because it's one for the record books. Amen. Please. And then I, I think, would I, I want to hear it, your story, too. So Yeah, I think it's great that you guys met on Valentine's Day. That's awesome. Well, um, it was against every... I mean, <laughs> we worked hard against it. Um, it was mm-hmm. purely a God thing that it uh, happened at all. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that, um, you know, as a young man, I wanted very much to find a, a Christian God honoring wife. I had a lot of girlfriends. I had a lot of girlfriends, but for me, no suitable mate was found. None was the perfect match. If I had jumped ahead of God's divine plan and married one of those girls, it would not have gone well for me, but I continued to pray. And here's what happened. I basically, all I wanted was a a Christian girl who would take her faith seriously. I wanted to find a normal girl. I was so tired of the party girls. And she had to be at least somewhat good looking. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working in my office that day and um, my uh, one of my best friends called and begged me to please come with him. It was Valentine's Day. Um, He had a blind date at the Holiday Inn Bar, and it was ladies' night on Valentine's Day at the Holiday Inn Bar. I hated bars, and when you're single on Valentine's Day and you don't want to be, you don't want anything to do with ladies' night (laughs) at the Holiday Inn Bar. So I completely flat out refused him. He wanted me to go with him as moral support. And I said, no, I begged, he begged and begged and begged. And I said, no, call, call this guy, call that guy, call the other guy. Nobody would go with him. And, and these phone calls continued throughout the day. I was going crazy. I was actually, um, toward the end of the day, sitting down and writing out a personal advertisement to find myself, putting the personal ads to find myself a Christian girl <laughs> at the time i was absolutely frustrated i wanted nothing to do with this this blind date that my friend had on the other side of town this same scenario was playing out um lisa had a friend um who had a blind date with this guy she'd never met before and she wanted somebody to come along for moral support And Lisa absolutely refused. She wanted nothing to do with this idea. This was never going to happen. No way was she ever going to be going going along with this. And long story short, I gave in. I said, but Mark, you owe me on this one big time. I'm only going to stay a few minutes. As as, As soon as you guys are comfortable, I'm out of there. So, and I went with the worst attitude anyone could have. I was crabby. I was grouchy. I didn't want to be going there. And I'm driving myself to the Holiday Inn, and I go past this little red car with a headlight out. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, 
What kind of a person drives around with their headlight out? I mean, come on, put fix your headlight. <laughs> I mean, my attitude is rotten to the core. Got to the Holiday Inn, sat down, talked to my friend for a minute, and then in come the two girls. And my attitude is still terrible. And I said, well, I'm thinking to myself, well, now I suppose I have to talk to her <laughs> because she's sitting there. So we strike up a conversation. Uh, this is me and Lisa, never met before. And I'm kind of giving her the third degree, but not really. I'm just kind of checking things out. So I, I give her my my secret question, my, well, my, my trick question. Do you have a good church to go to? You know, I want to find out if she's Christian or, you know, where she's coming from. And she had a real answer. It, it was a real church. And I said, well, um, you know, how do you like it there? Well, she says, my mom is uh, actually on a mission trip right now. She'll be back in two weeks. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> she is a real Christian. Okay. So God has always spoken to me. Um, you know, that still small voice that you hear. So he kind of jabs me in the ribs and he goes, how about that? She's a Christian. And then we get into a little more conversation and, and she's she's not, not only Christian, she's she's normal. She's looking for, she's not just a party girl. And then God pokes me in the ribs again and he says, clearly in my mind, he says, and she's good looking too. <laughs> so, so that's how we met. Um, that was February 14th, 1990, 31 years ago. Um, we dated for two weeks, and then we were engaged. And um, five months later to the day, on July 14th, 1990, we got married. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, you know, I believe that, like I said, God created Lisa, especially for me, because he knew I would need a wife. He also created me for her because he knew she would need a husband. He gave each of us the abilities to fill, fulfill one another's spe specific needs. This was not a random hookup, as we see so often today and even back then, but two people, two souls created by God specifically for each other each one perfectly fit to meet the specific needs of each other. Now, we drove each other crazy the first few years because <clears throat> while God created us with the specific things we needed to complement each other, he also created us very differently. <clears throat> um, so that took a little getting used to. But, um, you know, I... I love that girl from the minute I'm, I, I laid eyes on her, and 31 years later, um, um, she's, she's the greatest treasure God's ever given me on this earth, and I love her more every day, and I thank God for her every single day, so, so that's my Valentine's Day story, and we always we always celebrate two anniversaries, Valentine's Day and July 14th. And if you're wondering, <laughs> a lot of people wonder, well, was she pregnant? You got married so fast. I mean, my goodness, five months. No, she was not, but we wanted to do the things that married people do, so we wanted to kind of speed up the process, and so we got married in five months. And our first child was not born until two years later. So we're good. But, um, yeah, you can, uh, Jared, if you want to check out the next photo, well, we'll just go through our, our little story here. That's number one. Oh, oh you got to mixed up. You got to go one, two, three, one through 20. There you go. When we had, when I had hair. And there's our wedding. And our wedding again.
There's our first child in 1992. Some of these, like this one, were taken in my photography studio. There's our three children when they were little. My littlest one is now married, and she and her husband are missionaries in Texas. There's our our family when they we were young. Um, okay. No trees were actually harmed in this photo, just so you know. <laughs> this is a Photoshop. There we are doing some ministry stuff out in Montana with uh, Coach Dave, uh, Michelle, and Dr. Mike, and, and Kathy. Um, that was October of, well, I don't know, 2019, yeah, before everything went crazy. There we are again in Montana. As you see, we said we'd grow old together, and one of us did. <laughs> there we are at uh, one of our conferences. You can go a little faster on these. There's Lisa after a hard day on the streets with Coach Dave. <laughs> so uh, She was worn out. There's another conference photo. And um, getting older, getting older. Oh, go back one, go back one. That was cool. No, not next one. Well, you can just flip through these. There we are as old people. Okay, that's the church we got married at. It's the chapel in the woods. Um, that is uh, holds about 12 people. We didn't want your your typical um, – I was a photographer at the time. I owned a photography studio, and I did a lot of weddings. We did not want the typical um, pretend Christian ceremony and then um, the chicken and ham and then the drunken dance party afterwards. We didn't do any of that. So we got married at the chapel in the woods. And we always go back there once a year at some point, and um, we used to take our kids there, and I do love my wife, so, and you don't want to mess with her, <laughs> so, so, anyway, I think that's all we have for photos there, okay, cool, so Mike, tell me how you and Polly met, and then, I'd like to get into a little marriage advice. Good. So it's near the bottom of the hour. Why don't we take the break? And then when we come back from the break, I'll hit it. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, I will mute my microphone. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We're here to serve you and your family, online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Start. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. Lynn Frederick. All right. 
This is WisconsinChristianNewsTV.net. It's a live stream. We produce it every week. My name is Michael Heath. I'm the co-host. Rob Pugh is the host. He's the publisher of of Wisconsin Christian News. It's a newspaper that's been uh, published for a couple of decades. And I'm hearing some background noise there. I don't know who's doing that. Um, Is that me? Might be. Uh, And... uh, we uh, produce this show every week, and, and there is an opportunity for you if you're uh, watching on one of the social media platforms where we live stream the show for you to become part of the studio audience. It's very simple to do. You go to WCNTV.net, WCNTV.net, and click on the big red button there, and you'll be able to come right in. And we pause during the show to give our audience members a chance to make a point or ask a question. Uh, want to thank Harry and Hadassah Wilkinson there in Illinois. They've been our most faithful uh, uh, members of the studio audience, and they are with us today. Thanks so much, Harry and Hadassah. You guys have any uh, observations or points? You know, I, I'd be fascinated to to hear a little bit about you guys. You, you, I was just gonna. I was just gonna <laughs> say that. I was just gonna bring that up, but I didn't want to put him on the spot. So, well, you're on the you spot, a, Harry. You're if you need spot. a few minutes to uh, pull it together, just let me know. Too long, you know. I, I'm not sure that this is fair. If I get my wife in, it's your profile number. You know, we, we we have a we have a story. I don't know that it. I I, I will not get real personal with it. How's that? But but we'll share. Yep. Uh, we well Wednesday. No, we were gone Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesday, we celebrated our thirtieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thirty years, God has been very good to us. He's taken care of us. He's let us do things that most people think, if they know what we did, they say, "Oh, I'd like to do that," but nobody's willing to pay the price because we walked away from everything shortly after we got married. Uh, and we we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. We walked away from the jobs and traveled the country mm. selling crap. Uh, when we got together, obviously, you know, we, we, we'd both been married before. We came from bad places. Uh, we grew up Christian. We've always loved the Lord, and we screwed our lives up. How's that? Mm. Uh, and for some reason, and to this day, I don't know why, and we talk about it every once in a while, and we tell people, we do not understand why the Lord said, look at these two. I wonder if we can make anything out of them. <laughs> and it's been, it's been a fantastically wonderful life that, that he's given us for, for these 30 years. Uh, and Rob, I know you said that you were going to give some marriage advice, but I don't want to preempt you, but I got one that I'd really like to offer. Sure. Yes. And and I give this to to every couple that we know when they get married, if we're at their wedding or talk to them soon after. There's one thing that has kept the two of us going together, and we've been side by side for many years. I mean, we traveled side by side for for years. Uh, we've always worked together. There was a time, you know, obviously where I worked in the world, but if a couple will pray together morning and night, set the phone aside and keep God between them and realize that whatever you say to each other, you pass through God before it gets to the other one. It does wonders. You know, God, God, God I mean, you know, okay, we've had, I can't say we've had rough times. We've had a couple of places where we didn't exactly agree, but nonetheless, it's God that keeps the family together. And we've got some real good experience on the, on the other side. So we know what's, what's, what's been good for us through this last 30 years. So that, that's, that's a, a real fast overview of where we came from and where we are today. Well, yes, and prayer was on my list, still is on my list. So good, good advice. Hadassah, did you want to say something? 
of uh, valor. <laughs> I'm What's sorry? That? My mighty man of valor. There you go. Your mighty man of valor. Amen, Hadassah. You can say that again. She, she dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no. 30 years, that's that's awesome. And you know... Our age, that is awesome. I, I, I like to tell uh, people that uh, Satan is in the business of tearing everything good, true, and beautiful apart, down, and and, and smashing it and destroying it and uh, making sure that it never lives or loves. And God is in the business of bringing good out of evil. He's in the business, and he has the power to take suffering, to take mistakes that we make uh, in our lives, even really, really, really profound mistakes. I mean, think of the, Rob, think of the thief on the cross, right? <laughs> the thief on the cross who who uh, spoke to Jesus as he was being crucified. And what did Jesus say to him? You know, today you shall be with me in paradise. It's like the guy and the guy, he was a thief. He was a, he was being killed. He must've done some, some really bad stuff to have earned crucifixion on a Roman cross. And, and he sought, I, we got to believe he sincerely uh, sought some kind of, uh, you know, acquittal from God on that cross and God gave it. And so we know that Jesus is in the business of bringing good out of evil. And uh, this is a time in our lives in the West when we need to know that at a deeper level than we've ever needed to know it. Because the nature of the evil that all of us face, that our marriages face, that our faith is being confronted with, the nature of that evil is, is more diabolical, it's more powerful, it's more ubiquitous than it's ever been in our lifetimes. And it's going to summon from us a kind of courage that we've never even thought we would need. Uh, and if we don't, if we older folks, if we older Christians especially, don't spend every day seeking that courage, seeking repentance, seeking the opportunity to take responsibility for the mistakes we made that helped bring the United States of America to this point, then we are going to see, we may live to see our children live under slavery, under communism, under global communist slavery. It's up to us. It's up to us older folks to do that. The path to success in this fight that we now face and that is not optional for any of us is through repentance. It's through repentance. It's through taking personal responsibility for how we've lived our lives. And it's, it's through recognizing that the God we serve is the only power we know who can bring good out of this kind of evil, out of any kind of evil, but especially this kind of evil that we face. So Christianity is our only hope in America now. I mean, we say that, it kind of rolls off our lips, you know, as kind of a trite saying, but no, politically speaking, politically speaking, Christianity is our only hope in the West because Christianity is the source and the summit of our cultural uh, definition of goodness, truth, and beauty in the West. It was what we used to call Christendom, that emerged after Rome collapsed in 5600 AD that emerged to uh, preserve all of the old Greek and Roman philosophy through the monasteries. And uh, it was Christian, it was Christendom that emerged in Northern Europe and in Europe uh, across Russia that uh, created the culture that we, it created the definition of marriage that we're celebrating, Rob, today, that you just celebrated in talking about Lisa and about your 31 years of marriage. That cultural and moral, uh, those customs, they they come up from, from Christendom, from that thousand-year period in Europe. And we're now in the process 
of destroying that, walking away from all of those cultural and moral norms. And we're doing it. We're doing it. The government is doing it, using force, saying that, oh, all of those customs are, they're unimportant. What's important is that every individual get to define for themselves what gender they are. They get to define for themselves how they enjoy sex. They get to define for themselves how they're going to relate sex to procreation. Every individual, every individual man, every individual woman gets to define everything about their experience in life, about their relationships in life, about what love is for them. Every single individual has the right to define that for themselves. And that's what the found, these folks actually believe that that's what the founders meant when they wrote the First Amendment, is that the First Amendment means that we are free to look at pornography. And how dare you suggest in America that pornography is evil? Because that's the definition of freedom, is being able on your smartphone to access those images in an instant so that you can satisfy your urges. That's what the First Amendment is about. That's freedom. We've come to the point where, at, where preachers actually defend that idea. Rob, can you believe I it? Know. Am I yes, off base? Am actually, I off base? <laughs> no, you're touching on things that I had um, actually set aside in one part of my brain for another show. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but before we uh, run out of time, tell us about you and Polly. Yeah, uh, Spencer, go ahead and throw up that website. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a detail guy. I'm not a numbers guy. So I hope my wife isn't listening because I'm not going to get the actual uh, dates. And uh, well, we're years. so busy. My wife isn't going <laughs> to see this show either. So, <laughs> so and I know that uh, th- there are folks who are particular about those things, but I'm closing in on four decades of being married to uh, the most wonder, the most wonderful uh, woman on the planet. I never deserved her. I especially don't deserve her today. Um, the the thing that she uh, insisted upon when we got married in 1981, I hope that's right. Uh, I should, uh, June 20, hey, let, Rob, you're going to be so proud of me. June 26th, I remember. June 26th was the day we got married. And um, she insisted, her, her experience with Christianity growing up, growing up was much deeper than mine. I I was raised a Christian in the Methodist church. Um, Her, uh, her experience of Christianity as a young uh, girl and then uh, woman was, was much, uh, much deeper and much more real to her uh, than, than my faith was at the time. It's since become, uh, my faith has become everything to me, my Christian faith and, uh, and to her. Uh, but the one thing we did, Rob, uh, to, with one another when we got married is we dedicated ourselves to the idea that we would never even think about or discuss the word divorce. We we made that covenant with one another. When, and I'll tell you, you know, marriage is full of ups and downs. And there have been times when when I've not very few, very, very few. But the the word has passed my lips because I've become so angry. But even when it passed my lips, I knew instantly that I'd made that commitment. And it was that commitment that I helped, that I know contributed to giving me that, giving me that uh, strength, that tensile strength that I needed to get through that anger, or get through that difficulty to the other side and to keep moving uh, within the covenant of our marriage, our mar—I view our marriage, Rob, as uh, as uh, as a sacrament, independent of our love. Our love is a is is within it. It's contained within this this sacrament. But the sacrament of air, of marriage of our marriage exists independent of Polly and me, and and our love. It's 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 an institution into which we have entered. It's it's so much. It's vast. It's immense. We'll, we will never explore the limits uh, within that sacrament, within that 
institution of marriage. We together will never be able to explore the limits of that. It's an adventure. It's, it's a horror. It's a delight. It's a marriage. And that's what we, that's what men and women enter into when they, when they enter into that covenant, that experience, that, that dedication, uh, uh, that we think of as marriage, at least within Christian cultures, within Christian culture, because that's what that's how Christianity de- defines it. It defines it as a sacrament. It defines it as an institution apart from you. It, devi- it defines it as a as as a, an entity into which you enter and that then becomes the source of strength over a lifetime. And why do we need that strength? Well, I think we all those of us who are older know you know, as the years pass, things change and we suffer and things become, uh, there's all kinds of things that happen and we need access to that uh, independent institution to, uh, to, to continue our sanctification, to continue to grow in grace, to grow in love. That's marriage is a, so essential. And here's the, here's the point, Rob, where, mar- where marriage is, is really the most important. And that's uh, with children with children the absolute worst thing we do to our children is uh not give them a stable relationship over those first two decades with a father and a mother there is nothing that's more essential than those young humans maturing in a stable safe environment where the father and the mother are demonstrating how love works between themselves and toward their children. And if they, if the parents do that well, then the parents are blessed with grandchildren who then continue, continue that. But it doesn't just happen. It doesn't happen because the government passes good laws and forces and whatever. No, it happens because there is a, a religious aspect to the sacrament of marriage and the man and the woman enter into that and they become part of a lifetime of, of, of growing within the institution of marriage in their love along with their children and their grandchildren. And then you get multi-generational, responsible, loving, uh, durable families. This is well, what, unfortunately, this, this, this yeah. is what we've, this is what we've destroyed. This is what we've destroyed. Unfortunately, um, most, most of the marriages that, that take place today, and I'll, I'll, I don't think I'm going out too far on a limb saying this, um, really just use the Christianity part of it. The, uh, the church wedding, uh, is really just for show. Mm-hmm. Um, Prior to starting the ministry, I, I owned a photography studio and I did well over a thousand weddings. Um, yeah. I don't want to blow my own horn, but we were the best in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People sought us out for hundreds of miles around and we, yeah. I was working every Saturday. Yeah. And I would say maybe 1% of them um, were actual real Christian serious Christian weddings. The others were just for show. In fact, we went to one wedding um, that was held in a former church. They still had the beautiful stained glass windows and the, you know, the ornate decor um, because they wanted the, the look of the church wedding, but they were not Christians and they really didn't want anything to do with that. And, and so they had written their own vows. And instead of as long as we both shall live, they, they said, as long as we both shall love. And, um, you know, it's just one example, but, but, um, you know, I mean, we're down to about 15 minutes here. I just want to get in some things that, um, I think are important. Um, can I, can I, can I take just a real quick, sure. Yep. To, yep. to honor Polly, uh, Spencer, I asked you to throw up, uh, I gotta get so I can see it. I asked you to throw up Polly's website. So there it is. This, this is my wife. Um, she is a songwriter, and uh, I want to uh, encourage you, if you're watching the show, to go to polyheath.com, P-A-U-L-I-E, polyheath.com, and her discography is there. She's written and produced over 50 Christian songs. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. They're inspirational. Um, I want her 
to uh, continue writing. She she's recovering from ovarian cancer. Um, I want her to start producing uh, writing and producing music again. So if you're watching this show, uh, go and check it out. Check it out, and uh, maybe I think there's a contact form on her uh, website. Um, if you like her music, send her a note. Um, she's been away from it for a bit. Yeah, it's. That's one of her songs, but we won't take time for that during the show. You can, when you get time, go to the website, paulieheath.com, P-A-U-L-I-E, heath.com. And if you uh, hear a song that touches your heart, uh, get in touch with her and uh, let her know that that uh, that you appreciate it. As I say, she's she uh, chemotherapy a year ago. She's recovering from that. And, of course, with this a whole scandemic, we're all going through a lot of stuff. Just go and listen to her music. Be encouraged and get in touch with her. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. And it, it would be very encouraging for her to hear from you. Yeah. So, well, I guess my advice uh, really is comes from the standpoint of, um, I, I, I guess it's directed to men because I am one and um, I kind of have some experience in that area. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of guys will, will, they point to scripture in Ephesians that, uh, teaches how women should submit to them. And these men take the position that they're the king of the castle and their wives had better submit. But then they totally ignore the rest of the teaching about how husbands are to be humble servants themselves, to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So just think about those words. He gave himself up for her. So... Husbands, if you daily give yourself up for your wife, if you daily seek to humbly serve and honor and respect her in all things, putting her needs before your needs, her desires before your desires, you'll find married love to last a lifetime beyond your wildest dreams. So many selfish men publicly complain about their wives. They make crude comments about them. They even call them names like the old ball and chain or the old lady. How do you think that makes her feel? Others will verbally or physically abuse their wives, and I can't even comprehend that. What kind of a cowardly creep could even consider raising his voice, much less his fist, in anger against his precious wife? Proverbs 18.22 reminds us, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. You know, many would have you believe, many would love to be married but they haven't been as blessed as you. If you are married, treasure your wife. Honor, respect, and care for her. She's your wife. You're to be her provider, protector, and defender. You are the one God placed in charge of seeing to her needs. So be humble and serve her. Committing yourself to this discipline each day will banish selfishness from your heart. You'll become a man, the man God has called you to be for your wife. You're in a very special position, a position of responsibility, and you hold a sacred trust. So pray with her, as Harry said, and pray for her every day. Open car doors for her. Help her with her work. You know, she cooks. Is it so much trouble for you to clean up the kitchen when she's done so she can sit down? Love her like Christ loves you. In short, give yourself up for her. So if you still think you're the Christian king of the castle and your wife must submit to you while you take advantage of that, how do you justify Christ's words when he said, whoever, whoever among you desires to be great must be servant of all? Jesus taught us extensively on serving others, on selflessness, on self-sacrifice, on humility versus pride. You can look it up. People think marriage should be a 50-50 proposition. What a selfish concept to keep track of this, you know, things this way and make sure each is putting in their fair share. No, it requires you to give 150%, both of you, and it requires your best and your all. So don't buy into the lies and deceptions of TV, movies, liberal feminist teachings and things like that. Instead, follow the truth of God's word. Not only in marriage, but in every aspect of your life. When you do this, when you learn to do this through repentance, prayer, Bible study, so you know God's plan, 
and the giving up of self for the precious spouse God gave you, you'll find yourself and your marriage and your family and your world will be filled with blessings beyond measure. Now, you can agree wholeheartedly with these things intellectually, but you still don't get it. Yep, you say emphatically, I would readily lay down my life for my wife. Okay, will you readily lay down the TV remote for her? Will you readily put down the game console, all you perpetually adolescent men who spend your lives gaming while your beloved precious wife languishes, hoping for just a simple loving touch or a kind word? Will you lay down the porn? Say you lay down your life for her, will you lay down the porn? Will you lay down your free time in order to serve her needs? Are you ready to be a real man, ready to provide for her, protect her, defend her, honor, love, respect, and adore her? <clears throat> so if you find marriage has gotten to be old hat or boring to you, step out of the world of self-centeredness and seek to honor and serve your mate as God intended. Treat her the, like the precious treasure she is. God made her specifically for you. Other than your very salvation in Christ, what could possibly be more valuable than that? So, begin to realize that. Court her again, as you did, as you should have done before you were married. When you sought to win her heart, you'll find yourselves in a revitalized, renewed relationship. So, guys, it's time to man up, bear the burden of self-sacrifice. Bless your wife. You know, um, like I said, I, I thank God every day for my wife. I don't know how she's put up with me for all these years. We started with nothing. Um, I think our we were able to uh, buy our first house a year after we were married, and I think our first house payment was $105 a month, and we could barely do that. <laughs> um uh, Ten years later, I sold my business, which had become quite profitable, and I went into full-time ministry, plunging our family into poverty overnight. So we went from having a salary to us having three little kids around the table eating our last dinner, I don't know how many times, because there was no money coming in, and there was no prospects. That was a time of testing that God put us through, and... Lisa has been with me through all of that. Um, so I just want to encourage guys to don't take this as just some stupid Hallmark holiday. And don't just do it on February 14th. I think it's, it's vital. Marriage is the foundation of our families. And our families are in distress, causing our nation to be in, in distress. And our kids are all confused. And it comes down to the husband simply loving his wife. Why do you think God said that? Love, husbands, love your wives. It's Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So, so Rob, we got six minutes left. Um, you are going to be back next week with uh wcn tv live stream and you've got a you told me the guest it's it's a familiar name brandon house yes from worldview weekend yes so and i have been so busy that i haven't had a chance to uh check in on his latest um reports or his uh his intel but um I know it will be a very eye-opening show, as it always is with Brandon. So, the other thing I think we should mention is that uh, you've got at least one writer for your newspaper who is creating a video version of her column and uploading it to WCNTV.net, and you uh, are encouraging other writers to do the same. And in this age of the uh, internet, it is very uh, uh, affordable and doable for writers to uh, expand the, uh, the ex their exposure to list to uh, potential readers 
and listeners by using the internet. And kudos to you for uh, building the website and now, of course, adding the video uh, platform, which is your own platform. It's you own the platform, you host the platform. Well, Jared hosts it for you, uh, but there's YouTube, Google. You, nobody can affect you. Nobody can affect. Well, your when, when we we do have two websites, we have WisconsinChristianNews.com, which is for the newspaper, yeah. and then we have the video uh, site, which is WCNTV.net. Yeah. So WisconsinChristianNews.com, WCNTV.net. Um, and yeah, we, we do have, uh, the people that run those server servers, that's, that's our stuff. So yeah. So you, and you learned, early, right. You learned early because you were taken down by, uh, one of the big ones there. I can't remember the name of it. Well, we were paying money to Vimeo, Vimeo. Um, yeah. <laughs> for our video stuff. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> Vimeo is not cheap. When you start uploading large files, and we were uploading conferences and things like that, yeah. uh, everything was fine until um, about 30 minutes after we uploaded uh, a uh, presentation by David Arthur, who is a former LGBT a Mainer. Uh, transsexual, <laughs> yes. Uh, within 30 minutes of uploading David Arthur's testimony, um, we, we were uh, taken down threatened that we had uh, 48 hours to remove all of our content or it was going to be gone forever. And we had years of content on this. It's like, how do we do this <laughs> this yeah. quickly? Yeah. And, and, you know, thousands of dollars invested over 20 years of creating videos and putting on. And so that was a, that was a mess, but yeah. Um, the, I, I will say that the LGBT people um, are ruthless and um, we also had another run-in with Office Max and Office Depot. Yeah. Um, they refused to print a, a poster for us when we wanted to host Peter LaBarbera to come and speak. And um, that went national. And um, I, we actually had Office Max uh, corporate headquarters um, people begging and crying for us to forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, they, Peter, Pete, I think Peter's going to be my guest in two weeks on WCN okay. on, okay. on this on this show. Yeah, Peter yes. Well, just to finish that story, they, um, you know, I, I told them when they called me, they said, "Well, we're not going to do this poster for you." And I said, "Well," they said, "Well, we'll do all the other ones, but we're not going to do this one." Are you sure you want to make that decision? Because I'm not sure you know who you're dealing with. We actually are on uh, VCY America, uh, which is a national network, international network. We have 50 million radio listeners um, that we can bring to our um, aid. And we did. And um, <laughs> the phones never stopped ringing at Office Max Corporate or Office Max local store. They actually ended up taking the phones off the hook at the local store. Um, all I wanted from them was to say, we will not discriminate against Christian material. Yeah. And they were coming back and saying, well, we, we won't discriminate against religious choice. No, I said Christian material. <laughs> yeah. And I was adamant on that. And I had to go back, you know, eight times. They finally did it. Yeah. Um, but long and short, the, uh, the local store closed. Well, first they changed their entire staff, um, yeah. which were... 90% homosexual. Yeah. Um, and then they, they changed their entire staff. And then within six months, the entire store was closed out of business. Don't mess with Rob Pugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had the Thomas More Society ready to launch on them and then the whole bit. And they'd been through with, with Office Max before too. And, and the, the, the guy from Office Max corporate was literally in tears. What do I have to do to make stop? Please make it stop. <laughs> so, Way to go. I well, can't do that time. on my own, but we do have connections through other media. So yeah, we're on it. We're out of time. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Members of the audience. See, we got a couple. Let your friends know, share the link everywhere on social media. And, uh, and men love your wives, not just on February 14th. Go home and take care of her tonight. Amen. God bless. At the end of the